the idea is to create um, mass content that is, you know, um, high-end, realistic, fast, easy, and cost-effective. Welcome to 20-Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by JVentures, a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley in partnership with Leumitech, sponsored by Homeward Ventures, Hippo Insurance, Upwest Labs, Synergy Global, Hillel at Stanford, Leap, Birthright Excel, Serona Partners, and in media partnership with C-Tech. Welcome Ron Kern, co-founder and CEO of Augmind. From a BA in computer science and business in Israel to master's in CS from BU, Ron then spent a decade on Wall Street and then back to Israel for another decade in technology startups, focusing on creating unique and strategic alliances. Ron is now geared at setting new boundaries for augmented reality content and apps and set new standards for what you are about to see digitally with the goal of paving the way for mass AR adaption. Ron Kern, welcome to 20-Minute Leaders. How are you today? Good, good. Hi, Michael. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Thank you for having me uh, in these next 20 minutes, uh, talking about one of my favorite subjects. Um, you know, Zuckerberg recently started talking about the metaverse and everybody's going crazy. So obviously, you know, anybody that's working on augmented reality, mixed reality worlds, uh, this is, you know, the time to do so. And I'm, that's why I'm very excited to have this conversation right now. You're the co-founder and CEO of Augmind. And, uh, and I'm excited to hear a little bit about, you know, what, that, what the company is doing. But even before that, you know, taking a look at your background, you've done a lot of different things. And uh, most of them not even related to augmented reality and mixed reality. Uh, so tell me a little bit about, you know, your own background and how you ended up converging into this augmented reality space. Sure. Um, I started in Israel, you know, academics. It was a bachelor's in computer science and in admin, and then uh, moved to Boston, went to grad school at Boston University, and uh, did my master's in computer science there. And then I worked for another decade on Wall Street. Uh, so <laughs> a whole different background altogether. Uh, I was working with all the major hedge funds, all the big banks. And then about a decade ago, I moved back to Startup Nation to Tel Aviv, Israel, and did a switch from you know financial Wall Street to working on ad tech startups and so forth. And about five years ago, um, I started to, you know, um, implement and start working with mixed reality technologies. And it was interesting trying to bring the attic world into mixed reality, which was, you know, way ahead of its time back then. But that's kind of like when I started to, you know, play with these technologies. And it was so interesting and, you know, it was mind boggling back at the, you know, even today. But then, you know, you think about so many different things that, you know, where, where you can take it and so forth. And augmented reality was, you know, just, you know, getting started, you know, with its big boom. Virtual reality has been around also, but was in predominantly in games. And then later on, AR is starting to be, you know, implemented across a lot of different, you know, industries and across a lot of different verticals. So deciding to create this new company in augmented reality now, why now? So you started mentioning about everything that's happening, you know, the, you know, with the world, but, but, you know, why is this the best time for you as an entrepreneur to go and say, yes, I'm ready. This is the best time for us to do what we're doing. Actually, um, let's go, let's uh, backtrack for a second. We started the company Please. about three and a half years ago. 
So it was ahead of its time, you know, and back, and back then, you know, we were trying to pitch to investors what we're trying to do. And it was really early. So it was really difficult to understand what we were trying to accomplish back then. Nowadays, it's, oh, it's a whole different story. Um, you mentioned Zuckerberg earlier. And, you know, we're seeing a lot of big companies trying to bring us into these technologies, uh, some focus on the hardware and the AR glasses and VR glasses and the head mount display and so forth, and others on content, metaverse being part of it and so forth. And it's tricky, you know, it sounds, uh, it sounds charming and it sounds awesome, but there's a lot of different challenges along the way. And from the get-go, we were set to, you know, make it easier for everyone to do so. Um, so when, when we started, we're a little bit early, but nowadays it makes sense because what we're essentially trying to do is make AR creation, the content creation and app development easier for everyone. Um, if you're looking at like experienced people, skillful people today that they're hard to find um, and they're, you know, they're a must when it comes to creating content and apps for these kind of um, technologies and for, you know, building metaverse and so forth. Um, Algamine is essentially building a platform so it's easier for um, not necessarily experienced people to do it. Students from university, there's a very short learning curve and so forth. We can get into it in a second, but the idea is to create um, mass content that is, you know, um, high-end, realistic, fast, easy, and cost-effective. So the adaptation of AR and VR is going to be different because, you know, you settle for different things today, but when you look at what you can do with Augmind, it takes you to a whole new different ballgame. So it also created a different adaptation of these technologies across all millennials and different generations and, you know, everyone's going to use it. Right. Now, give, so give me maybe a few examples of of how one might use Augmind either in their studies and their work. You know, I'm, I'm understanding that, you know, one of the pain points that you're solving here is that a lot of these technologies for the next foreseeable future, they're gonna require some proprietary knowledge and some expertise in order to really create these immersive experiences that are high quality. And so you're bridging the gap, sort of like Wix for websites, Canva for designs, Augmind for augmented reality and mixed reality. What are some interesting use cases in those domains? So if you're focused for, for a moment on, on the entities, the companies, the studios, the developers, those who are in charge of creating these apps and these kind of contents right. uh, uh, who are our target audience uh, in the first stage, uh, is that in, in a lot of cases, you're talking about, you know, technical people, creative people, a lot of different positions within that studio, within that company who are in charge of the entire production process. And in, in many cases, you're actually looking for people who have a lot of experience and know what they're doing because one of this, one, essentially one of the main problems today is that, you know, if you're trying to create 3D content, right? Essentially, it's all 3D content. It's either 3D content for mobile devices or AR, VR, but it's all 3D. And one of the major problems is that, you know, if you're trying to create a content. Let's take a car, for example. If you're trying to model a car and show it in AR and you want it to look real, just like the real thing, um, it's kind of difficult because it's really heavy. The content, when you create it, it's so heavy 
that it cannot run or perform on mobile devices like your smartphone or head mount display and so forth. So what developers are trying to do is start reducing the level of the content in technical terms, mean reducing polygons, etc. Um, this is just one example of many, but this is one of the major problems. So by reducing those polygons, eventually they can at least adapt that content to run on your mobile device. So you can look at the AR content or app from your mobile phone or your VR AR glasses. And that's time consuming, it's costly, and eventually that car doesn't really look like it should yep. in reality. So you also sell for the graphics. Completely, completely. If you're looking at the next few years, you know, sort of as the, as a defining time for, I think, the future of, of AR, VR, and, and mixed realities, you know, where are we heading? You know, as a society, consumer behavior, you know, you're talking about a lot of these use cases that right now, you know, we may be able to imagine them, but I think most of society is still wrapping their head around, you know, how is this actually going to play in the, in the, in the actual world? How, how do you foresee consumer behavior shifting in the next few years? Um, let's look at it two different directions that coincide, one being the hardware, the other being the content, the software. The hardware is how you're going to look at it. Are you going to use, you know, start carrying your phone around like this and look at it like that, or start putting, you know, the head mount display. The ones that exist today are too bulky. You can't really walk around with them in the street, right? So you have to use your phone. Uh, next generation is a lighter device that's going to have the content transmitted from your mobile phone. So you're still gonna have to carry both. You're gonna carry the, your, your right. smartphone in your pocket. It's gonna transmit. And eventually, you know, it's gonna be just like, you know, your average sunglasses and the CPU and the GPU, everything's gonna be on it, you know, hopefully very soon. But those kind of hardwares have their own limitations in terms of the chips, you know, the, the processing units, the CPU and the GPU. Um, so they're heavily dependent on what you're going to play on them and hence the content. What is it that you're going to play? I believe that everything is going to be on it eventually. You're, you're going to stop using your smartphone. The new platform is going to move from smartphones to smart glasses and everything is going to be here. And there's so many reasons to it. One being is that, you know, your entire view is larger, right? It's not just your screen from your phone. You can see everything. Plus, you don't have to hold it. You don't have to carry it. Um, it's plugged into your ears and your eyes and everything, so it's so much easier. Um, we need to get there. We need to get there um, soon, and content has to follow. If you're going to come up tomorrow with the best headset, you're still going to need to provide value for that device for it to, to work, for users to buy it and start using it. Um, so it all coincides and we're seeing already today that a lot of different industries are using AR and VR for marketing, for innovation, um, increase their ROI. Uh, you know, we had COVID and, you know, with, with different waves and, you know, stores closed around the world and companies looking for new ways of selling, et cetera. Um, so it's shifting. You're already seeing that shift from, you know, just, you know, regular website on the internet, you know, to being able to actually see, feel, try on your new shoe, etc. Um, so I think everything eventually is going to be there. We're going to coincide the real human beings with avatars. We're going to have, you know, virtual conference calls. 
Um, you know, we're already seeing the visions of a lot of different companies talking about it, but it's in the making, it's in the happening. And I think that, you know, this is really the best time to jump on the game. So obviously I can't ignore the, the passion and excitement that you're, you know, with which you're talking right now. Where is this stemming from? Where is this excitement coming from right now for you? Um, several, several directions, uh, for starters, um, you know, the team, the team that we've built internally is, is a phenomenal team. You know, I've, I've been in uh, multiple startups in the past decade and what we did in Augmind, we, we, we built a family here. We built people that are so connected to each other and we're having fun. We're, we're, we're creating things that. Um, arguably some of them don't even exist yet and, and, and it's an intriguing and challenging, but we're having fun doing it. So I think one, this is, you know, an, an important indication. The other is when you actually finally, finally, you know, got to build it, you know, we raised a few million dollars. We've, we've advanced, we created our initial product. We went to AWE um, a couple of weeks ago, which is the largest AR VR conference in the world. Show big companies what we can do, you know, and the, the eyes popped and said, well, we, we never knew this kind of content existed. Um, so we got some also some validation that what we're doing is, is amazing and on the right track. It's all combined. So, you know, God willing, we're on the right path. If you had to uh, to guess or estimate, what what are some of the most uh, crucial challenges that you're going to be facing yourself with your company in the next short while? What what are some of those? Um, for starters, um, finding good people. Um, you know, uh, you probably heard, you probably seen, um, you know, all the big companies that are running into you know their new next metaverse and so forth. They're going to need a lot of good people. I mean, hopefully that's also where Augman is going to fit in and help them bridge that gap. Um, but you need good people and good talent uh, to build these kind of technologies. One of the main challenges. Um, I think that um, some of the um, usual challenges, if you will, for, for startups is, you know, uh, fundraising, marketing, you know, the, doing the right execution. Um, even if you have the right team and the right, you know, um, capital, you still need to have the right execution. And that depends um, on how well you succeed doing that. Um, so we try to bridge in, you know, the right plans, make sure we have the right plans. We're uh, so far, you know, thank God we're <laughs> spot on on the plans and, you know, just waiting for it to happen. I love it. I love it. And so if, you know, for all the other young entrepreneurs that are you know, starting to think about augmented reality or mixed realities as, you know, a reality for a startup. What what are some basic things that you would recommend them to to look into or to think more critically about consumer behavior before they go on this journey? Because we're looking at a blue ocean right now. We're looking at a new space, a new field with that, that you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, mess to be made of, uh, which is very exciting, but it's also frightening on some level. So what would be some of your recommendations there? I try to um, make sure that you understand the market first, understand um, where we're going, where the markets are going, what is needed and and try to foresee what's gonna come up in the, the, the very uh, near future. And I mean, five years down the road, I mean, right around the corner. And especially in these technologies, things move so fast, so rapidly. 
Um, so, you know, you don't need to try to envision what's going to happen three years from now. Just look at six months down the road, 12 months down the road, understand the markets. Um, it's easy. It's easy. It's not hard. Everything is out there is available. People talk about it all the time and come up with an idea, a solution, um, that's going to change people's lives. Um, with one, uh, with one major advice on that front. Um, don't try to change the entire world tomorrow, okay? Even if you have that vision, at least come up with an intermediate solution that is quick and short to implement so it's even easier for you. Because when we were um, three and a half years ago and we tried to envision what we're going to do today, um, it, it, it was so big and it took a lot of time to convince people that we're on the right path because we were ahead of the time. And so if you have an, a good intermediate idea that you can easily implement, that's going to give you a lot of credit and also give you, you know, a lot of different options to think about. Are you really heading the right direction? If Completely. we would have done it, then it's probably going to solve a lot of uh, the problems <laughs> that we were facing earlier. I love it. And if you go back to your childhood a little bit, you know, really young, you know, elementary school, middle school. Um, what are you curious about? What really fascinated you as a kid? And is it connected at all to what you're doing today? Um, I think so. Um, well, I was really social. Um, I was really social and, you know, I love people. Uh, I love in, you know, you know, making friends, talking to everyone. And, and it was, uh, it, it, it was interesting to talk to people and see also what their vision, where they're going, um, come up with ideas together. We even have our, had our own startup, uh, you know, back uh, at, at, at college that we started up and came up with amazing ideas. But I think it's kind of like, you know, when, when you're meeting interesting people and you're brainstorming and you talk about, you know, mutual ideas, um, I think that's one of the things that fascinated me most. I love it. And if you look today at your day-to-day -day as an entrepreneur of an early stage startup, where's the inspiration coming from? You know, literally where, you know, where's the inspiration today morning, yesterday morning uh, to, to do what you're doing and to go against all the different challenges that obviously you're, you're facing and there's a lot of them. Um, there's, there's a lot of credit in, you know, doing your own thing. So um, I know it's kind of like a given, but it's true. Um, um, it's also a lot, a lot more difficult than just being, you know, a nine to fiver and so forth. But, um, you, you have an idea, you have a vision and you get to build it. How fascinating is that? I mean, you have ideas all the time, even if you're, you know, you're working, you know, uh, at the banks on wall street, you have your ideas. And even if you're working at startups, you come up with other ideas and so forth. But still, you know, there's another captain to that ship and they're navigating that ship. And your ideas, a lot of times they're left behind and you're still, you know, tied to that ship. You get to you get to run your own ship and, and you know, with all the challenges that come with that and the responsibility. But that is fascinating because, you know, it, it is up to you. And you have, you know, you, there's, there's a lot of... Uh, interesting ways where you can shift and navigate that. And I think this is one of the coolest things that that's happening, you know, for us, for entrepreneurs in a startup, 
you have to be smart, you have to be quick, and you have to, you know, you have to know what you're doing and you have to, you know, portray it the right way. And there's so many other challenges and so forth, but it's still at the end of the day, it's yours. It's your dream. I love it. And uh, thank you so much for spending these 20 minutes with me. I think that augmented reality, mixed reality, virtual reality, you know, it's going to eat the world by storm. I think the question is when. And I know we started the conversation with a question of timing and, and I think you may be right. And we're going to discover that soon. And I think that, you know, it's going to be an uphill battle no matter what, because it's shifting consumer behavior and there's a lot of market education. And, and I love the approach that you're taking towards and enabling that, that consumer behavior change. So Ron, thank you very, very much. Best of luck with AugMind. I really appreciate your time and stay safe and stay healthy. Thank you.